Hello, this is Ryan, your guest host for today's Wellness Plus podcast. On today's show, we have Danny Nicole in with us. She is a fitness trainer, personal trainer, just an overall super awesome woman. She was on our Psyche Truth YouTube channel. She's been on our Wellness Plus channel. She does tons of really awesome fitness videos that are extremely difficult and super effective. I always recommend checking them out because they're great workouts, and she's just super super positive, has great energy. So we brought her in a little bit to talk about um, her fitness journey, give us some tips on nutrition, on how to stay basically consistent with our workouts. And so it was a really, really great conversation I got to have with her. So enjoy today's podcast. Also, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by the Yoga Plus app, as well as our Patreon. So if you like the stuff we bring you, Make sure you check out our Patreon and our app. We really appreciate the support that we get from our patrons, and it helps us out a lot to keep producing content that you guys enjoy. So make sure you check it out, and yeah, enjoy the show. Hey, Ryan. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks Super for having excited me. to get to talk to you. It's nice to actually finally meet you yeah. in person outside of the, the fitness videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit today about, I mean, a ton of cool stuff because I feel like you have so much awesome knowledge and energy about just fitness and life. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but so starting out, so a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are kind of into fitness from the time of their kids. They're super active. They're doing sports and stuff. Was that yeah. kind of your background or not so much? To a degree. Um, there was a lot of things that I tried uh, that didn't really stick. You know, like I think T-ball was one of them. That's like the <laughs> earliest childhood memory that I can can go back to. Um, but throughout, you know, the elementary up into high school years, I did always try to do different active things and track field was like the one for me so uh, that is where I spent most of my time and where I excelled the most Mm -hmm. so um, that probably is what triggered all of the intensity yeah um, because it's extremely competitive so yeah yeah. what did you run Uh, oh what did I not run okay so here we go so I did the 400 meter the 800 meter the long triple and high jump oh nice so, so you're a very like explosive athlete yes uh i loved anything kind of crazy and intense i would say 800 <laughs> everyone always says 800 is the worst race it is a really tough race it's like the longest it, sprint it, it's a sprint but it's a long sprint yeah. and you know uh you've got to like really pace that first lap mm-hmm. but it's it's hard because you're sprinting yeah <laughs> I, man track always seemed just nuts to me it's just it's it's, really is it it's just, it looks so hard it's so hard, but there's so, that that runner high thing, yeah. runner's high. It's a real thing. That is a real and thing, and right? I love it. Um, so I still run till this day, yeah. And I still run like I'm, like I'm racing somebody. Like you're so preparing for for the track meets mm-hmm. and all that. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I did. I grew up playing soccer. And I played soccer in college and all that. So I, I always was. I enjoyed running, but I was when I saw the track people out there. I was like, man, they're just they're run they're just running. They're yeah, running. it bores a lot of people. Yeah, I was like, I can run, <laughs> I can run for a long time, I can do sprints, I, and I do enjoy it. Yeah. But I always needed kind of like the soccer ball there yeah. or something that was included. So I feel like track track athletes are like 
different breed. They're, I don't know. I just had this conversation with someone earlier today. And so it's funny because it's, it was the same story. Like I just, I'm bored when I run. I just need, uh, this was like a, 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 a Frisbee guy. Does mm. he do ultimate Frisbee? Oh, yeah, okay, okay, that's yeah. it. Okay. So he likes to chase a Frisbee. You like to chase a ball. I like to chase nothing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. It works all, all around. So did you, so after you were a track athlete in high school mm-hmm. and then kind of what happened after that? Um, ooh, I was kind of a lost soul. So what happened after that was I just went and got different miscellaneous jobs mm-hmm. doing whatever. Um, I did a lot of um, experimenting, mm-hmm. partying, and just being kind of wild. But I still always uh, ran. I always did the running thing, and I dabbled with other exercises in the gym and that was due to my father being kind of a gym rat so um from an early age he always had me in the gym I was hanging out in the gym daycare and then as soon as I was old enough which I think it's like 12 when you can go on the the gym floor yeah then I was uh being taught how to lift weights oh wow wasn't super into it yet but um like I said I was kind of off experimenting after high school doing whatever but fitness was always kind of there it was never not a part of my life Mm -hmm. Um, but it was not to the extreme that it is now, which is it is my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. so how did you make that transition to becoming kind of a, you know, a physical trainer where you're, that's kind of your profession now? So um, I, like I said, was kind of going wild and things weren't going so well. Mm-hmm. Um, my life was at a place where I was just really unhappy and really didn't know what I was doing. I, you know, I didn't go to college. I had no clue what I wanted to be when I grew up, just zero direction. Um, and feeling pretty awful about that. So, um, I needed to get out of the situation I was in, which was working in a bar, which was a really unhealthy environment. Mm -hmm. And so I, the only thing I could think of was, well, if I work at a gym, I get a free gym membership. <laughs> and I want to do that. I want to work out and, and look good. That was really my only reason for working out at that time. So I became the front desk uh, rep at Gold's Gym. That's where I got my big start. Nice. And um, I did that for a while. And one day, I, it just clicked. I was watching trainers train people around the gym. And I'm just sitting there checking people in. And I thought, wow. Well, I like to work out and I'm really good at it. I'm on the wrong side of the the counter right now. Like I need to be over there training people. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when it just, it all happened. That's kind of cool. Took a turn for the best. Did you have to go get kind of the whole certification, Mm -hmm. go through that progress? Was that hard or is it pretty, Um, not too tough? You know, it's, the act of doing it wasn't hard. It was actually kind of exciting. Um, I went to, I took a really weird route. Most people just get like an online certification, Mm -hmm. study at home. Um, But I was so excited and so into it. I wanted to be very hands-on. So I went to a place called the Cooper Institute in Dallas. It sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's a pretty well-known place, but you go there and you're there for a week and you actually take a class and then you get certified at the end of that. At the, at the end of that week, yeah, you take a test and get certified. Um, But I also did do uh, the NASM certification, and that was something I did on my own at home, studied. And it, I mean, here's the thing. They don't tell you your score. So oh, really? I don't, I mean, it was hard, but I don't know how well or how bad I did. You just know you passed. I passed. So, um, so whatever I might need to work on, I'm not sure. Who That's knows? interesting. I wonder why they do that. I know. That's kind of weird. I wish that there were some, like, 
yeah, solid least, answers yeah, there are no. like you got a 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what um cool. how long does it take? Um the NASM test took at least an hour. I mean there's there's a lot of yeah, questions lot of on there. Questions. It covers a lot of ground. Um and I, yeah, but and it's funny because you don't use half of that information. Yeah. You know, none of your that clients really want to know all the details mm-hmm. of uh, what you learned, but you do, you come across those trainers who can spit that information oh, yeah. out like it's nothing. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. It's impressive when you meet those people. It's, it's impressive. Cool. And then I'm like, ooh, I can't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Mm, what muscle? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, so then, so you started personal training at gold's gym then mm-hmm. that was kind of your first thing that was my first gig yeah how'd you yeah. like it um i didn't no. i mean i liked training people mm-hmm. that's the part of my job that i love um i didn't like working for a big corporation mm-hmm. um my whole life i've never liked being told when to be somewhere um ever that's just been me i want to do what i want to do so that was difficult because they they really do push you in that environment to mm-hmm. uh, be there all the time and to be selling. And so it was always like this number numbers game that I didn't enjoy um, because it took the fun out of what I loved to, to do. Um, and I don't like to put pressure on people. So it was no fun for me to be like, I have to meet this number goal and get this many clients. Right. Um, that just did not set well for, with me. And But it was a great starting place. I mm-hmm. think it's a great place for anyone who wanted to be a trainer to learn. Yeah. Um, because there's a very, very large variety of types of trainers in a setting like that. So Yeah, and yeah. there's kind of like a good clientele yes. pool there so mm-hmm. that you don't have to kind of be – grinding too hard trying to find yeah. clients it's a good kind of i feel like an easier not easier it's but natural it's yeah more exactly. natural because people are already there wanting to work out right. whereas if you just started as a trainer and you don't know anyone and you don't know where to go to find these clients it's it's tough yeah, yeah yeah for sure that's kind of the whole thing you have to become a little bit of an entrepreneur and yeah you have yeah. to be a real go-getter yeah for sure, for sure. that's cool <laughs> though so how did you transition to kind of doing your own oh man your own thing that was a weird thing because um, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I I just got really tired, like I said, of having to put that pressure on people uh, to feel like I wasn't a good trainer because I wasn't meeting certain numbers. So I I <laughs> ordered those uh, magnetic signs you put on your doors mm-hmm. of your car. And um, I don't even remember what I called it at that point. This was so long ago. But I, I was just doing my own personal training business, and I put these magnets on my car, and I, I tried and I failed. Uh, I think I got maybe one phone call through those, uh, that marketing technique. <laughs> and then um, after doing that and struggling with it for some months, I got asked to be a boot camp trainer for a boot camp called Austin Adventure Boot Camp. Cool. And that was fun. That was a really great job for me. Uh, That's where I really learned that I do great in groups. Um, I enjoy being a leader, and it's fun. It motivates me. So the the group sessions really energized me, and I really felt like I was thriving in that environment. And I did that until her business was no longer a business – and then from that, you know, I just, you know, I always posted stuff on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as that became a thing, I just started posting. And and so Facebook and Instagram and word of mouth is how I've grown my business yeah. um, to where it is now. 
But personal training, let's just be real. It's very, woo, you don't yeah. really know from one month to the next. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that big spike right around December, January mm-hmm. time, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? That Right after Christmas. I know yep. everybody's like, We're, it's time to get go fit. Time. Yeah, everyone's so motivated. Yeah. And then it kind of drops off after that a little bit, mm-hmm. which that, that's actually kind of a good transition because I, when you first start working with clients – I mean, everyone's different, mm-hmm. right? So, so what kind of what's the progress or process you go through to kind of decide how they're gonna start their kind of I guess I don't know if it's transformation or just yeah. fitness journey. Like. Yeah, fitness journey, transformation. I think those are all the good ways of saying it. Um, first thing I do is I do what we're doing right now. I I meet with the the potential client and I let them know right then and there that this you're not just interviewing me to decide if you want me as your trainer, but I also am deciding do I want you as my client because um we're spending time together. So mm-hmm. we're spending an hour, you know, a time at a time together, however many times a week we decide. And if you know, say you, Ryan, are the potential client. If you don't like hanging out with me, you're not going to get good results. So mm-hmm. that first meeting is to figure out um, what kind of chemistry do we have? Do you want to spend your time with me? Am I someone that would be motivating to you? And while we're having that meeting, I ask them what their goals are. You know, what are your goals? What has your life looked like up until this point? Um, because without having any kind of idea of how you've been living, I don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of uh, get to know you, yeah. figure out where this person's coming from. Is is this meeting, um, is it because they really just want to lose weight and it's all about the physical? Or is it something that is, you know, deep-seated in their life that is trying to surface and it's like some big you know, problem that they've been dealing with that needs to be released through physical fitness. Mm -hmm. So it's just client to client. You never really know. Yeah. Do you find that there's a lot, a lot more people that kind of have something a little bit deeper that they're trying to get out? I think everybody does. I would say, I feel like even if you say you're just there for the physical aspect, there's got to be something a little bit deeper. Because if you aren't, you know, if you aren't physically well, Um, and you come to me and your only idea at that point is that you want to be in better shape. Um, it's always something deeper. It's either maybe you got a bad report from your doctor. So there's some fear there, Mm -hmm. right? So that's a deep seated issue, fear and needing to get over that fear of whatever it is. So, um, or, you know, maybe you are someone who you think you're just here to get fit, but you just went through a divorce and you're not recognizing that that's you're trying to figure out a way to feel better right. from this big major life change. So, you know, it's everyone has it. Everyone has something that needs to surface. They just don't always know it, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And yeah, getting physically active is a great way to release so many different like stress. And to, I mean, sometimes I feel like working out's a great way to somewhat kind of reconnect with yourself a little bit because when you start Mm -hmm. pushing yourself you start learning a little bit more about yourself you learn so much about yourself um and which is probably why i i'm very intense anyone that's followed me for any amount of time or anyone that knows me personally in the gym um and sees the intensity that i work out when i'm by myself working out um most people think it's crazy, <laughs> um, but I I always expl- like 
I have a lot. There's a lot of things that have happened in my life. A lot of things that caused me to be angry or caused me to be whatever emotion you want to attach to it. Um, I have a lot to release. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way I go into my workouts. Is that I have so much. And I want to release it in a way that's positive and healthy for me and mm-hmm. not um, do something, you know, like when I was in my early 20s, you know, it was more drinking and doing other things right. that that released those feelings. And but now it's, uh, you know, OK, how can we do this in a healthy, right. safe way? Yeah. So. so, yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Do you get a lot of people that come to you with kind of a similar background like that where they're. Where they've recognized that in themselves, or is it usually you have to do a little bit of searching for them to start kind of recognizing that? I get both. Um, I think most of the time I have to do a little bit of searching. I Mm -hmm. think most people come in with the, this girl's going to give me a workout. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try to give them the heads up on that. Like, I'm not just going to work you out. I'm going to work out this too and this. Um, You just may not be fully aware of it. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, when we're going through stuff that might be simple that we don't need to like, put so much attention on, like let's say we're warming up and you're just walking the treadmill, that's a good time for me to start picking someone's brain. How was your day? How was your week? What's going on? Um, and we get to know each other. They start opening up. And from there, I'm able to kind of like, okay, like here's where fitness fits into curing this part of your life or helping it. At right. Least, you know? See, that's super cool because it's not just a, f- a f- workout right it's Never. so much more it's a whole Never life transformation figuring out so yeah. many different issues and it's cool that you have that relationship with your clients where it's i don't know it seems very it's a personal relationship right it's, it's very like personal well beyond the workout mm-hmm. which is really cool and i feel like that's so helpful <laughs> to people it is and there's times where i tell my clients i should probably be paying you because <laughs> i feel like i just got done having a therapy session for me um because we do we do open up and we do talk and you know, I, I share bits of my life with these people so that they can know that I am someone who can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't just wake up at my very fittest, best shape one day. Um, it took a lot of work and it took a lot of um, hardships to find myself in this place. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. See, that's super So important. they learn all that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Lucky <they're>... them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to briefly interrupt this interview to remind you that this podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash psychytruth, where you can watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to over 500 videos of exclusive content, including premium courses and behind-the-scenes peaks. Help us keep this information free by visiting patreon.com slash psychytruth. That's patreon.com slash P-S-Y-C-H-E-T-R-U-T-H. Yeah, I'm sure they are happy about it, though. And so so when you're starting out, is there do you like kind of getting people immediately on more of a cardio thing? Do you like hitting the weights heavier? Do you, like what, what do you like? Doing? Well, it's totally based on uh, their goals, of mm-hmm. course, um, as well on where they're at individually. So um, some people are not ready for the intensity that I like to bring. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's case by case. Yeah. So and I train. All of the things, all those styles that you just mentioned, um, cardio, 
Um, I love to do hits. I think hits are if for someone just wanting to get in shape and look better. Hits are awesome. Yeah, and they're a fast way to to see some progress. Um, but I think you know body or sorry, excuse me, weightlifting is really important. I think cross training is really important. Yeah. So I try with all of my clients to give them a little bit of everything while keeping in mind what it is that they really want. Yeah. So if someone's like, I just really love to do lifting, then of course we're going to do a lot of lifting. But I'm going to sneak in some other things because I think it's important. I think a lot of people think that they really love one thing, but it's only because they haven't tried other things. It's like, I've done this for 10 years. It's like a comfort thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's same with food, right? Mm -hmm. Same, same thing. So they get comfortable in a style of working out, uh, say, you know, weightlifting, um, they hit a plateau because they've been doing it for 10 years mm-hmm. and their body's like, okay, we're yeah. bored of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they don't know that they enjoy, you know, getting on a rowing machine because they've never tried it. So I definitely try to mix it up for yeah. everybody so that everybody kind of can learn something new, hopefully, about themselves and what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's super important. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people, especially with weights, like a lot of people like to just hit the weights or they do a lot of machine work. Mm-hmm. And it's all very similar. They're always kind of like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'll do three sets of 10 reps of this, three sets of 10 reps of that, and then they do the same thing every day. Well, maybe every day, every other day, whatever they do. And then eventually, I'm sure at first, especially when they first start that, it's like, oh, man, I feel so good. Mm -hmm. But then after, you know, a couple months, your body's so used to that. It's like... And so people don't know how to, yeah, spice it up. And there's so many, there's so many cool, especially nowadays, so many cool workouts that people are coming mm-hmm. out with, which is so fun to, to watch and learn from. Right. There's no one way no. to getting fit, which is what is so cool and why I tell people, like, if you don't like something, first of all, tell me. Because mm-hmm. as much as it should be uncomfortable, I don't want you to hate coming here every single day. Um, so I think that it's really important to find and try new things so that you can figure out what do you enjoy? What are you good at? What does your body respond to? Um, but it's funny that you used weightlifting as the example because I do feel like that is the go-to for most people mm-hmm. because I don't want to say that it's easy, <laughs> but it's not hit workout. Yeah. It's not running a marathon. Not it's you're getting rests, you're getting breaks. Your heart rate is going up, but it's not skyrocketing right. and coming out of your chest, right? So um, I just find that – I find that funny because if we all could be in the very best shape of our life doing the bare minimum, we would be. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, like the days because I try – whenever I work out, I'll kind of mix it up a lot. And the days that I do the heavy – like my heavier – I'll do maybe one day a week where I do kind of conventional like bench press, yeah. squat, kind of those conventional. Yeah. And go for heavier weight. And those are the easiest days. Right. I think. But you still feel it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> still feel it. But it's not the same as doing like – I'll do some really hardcore like kettlebell stuff, yeah. which is always crazy. Yeah. Or those assault bikes. And you, you, oh my gosh. Those are absolutely brutal. I just started that. Oh, really? Oh my, it's a new thing for me. Um, Those are brutal. So brutal. And I've been using spin bikes Mm -hmm. for years. Yeah, spin's great. But you can put your arms on a spin bike and you can like rest your Mm -hmm. upper body from it, not on the assault bikes. I mean, 
Um, yeah, that is like a murderous, torturous <laughs> yeah. piece of See, equipment. See, I like right that. I like feeling like I'm about to like pass out. I do there. too. So that's I how like... I know I'm really like pushing the my body, which that's is me. a good feeling. But yeah, I can. I'll go on. I'll do the like they have the intervals. Where yeah, you do, like thirty seconds, just as hard as you can go. Mm-hmm. And I'll do thirty seconds of kind of a resting pace. I'll do that for you know five or six minutes, and you're toast. Toast, smoked yeah. your whole body. Mm-hmm. I and that's love why that I love thing. it. That's that's the other thing. I love stuff that gets everything. Yeah, like isolated movements are cool, and I'm sure they're good for you know looking good, and they can help a lot with Great injury for prevention. Yeah, 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 really good for a lot of things. But I really like whole body movements like they also have you done those ski machines yes the ski those erg. Are pretty cool um, too. i love the ski erg um and i'm like you i'm a very big fan of multiple muscle groups working at one time mm-hmm. um it burns more fat yeah <laughs> it tightens more muscles in one workout than doing the isolated moves but i like i said i'm i'm a cross trainer so yeah. isolated moves are important to me as well um yeah, I think it's good to I have think everything. Everybody should do everything, but that's just For my sure. opinion. I agree. So. I know. Yeah, I I agree totally. And I feel like it must be difficult, kind of introducing people to these things right off the it bat. It can be because I feel like obviously no one really likes to be uncomfortable. No. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I mean, lot, well, some people. Most do. of my clients do not like working out at all, which yeah. is why they hired me because they're not going to do it on their own. Right. I'm crazy and I love it, so um, <laughs> nobody has to tell me to do it. Um, yeah, it's it is hard to introduce something to people who are a little bit timid you know they're timid they're scared um I can't imagine well I can't I've had a trainer one time in my life but I try to put myself in their position like they even though that I'm I'm there to teach them something there's still probably the sense of well she's gonna think I'm not good at this or Mm -hmm. you know like we all get those feelings and get a little bit insecurities yeah and so um over the years, I've learned how to communicate better with my clients. And, you know, I try to give them a heads up. We're going to do this crazy thing. So be ready. Get some good sleep, you know. And then I also let them know if this, if we're trying something new that's going to be challenging. Like, this is going to be challenging. And you're, you're probably not going to get it right the first time. And that's okay. I didn't either. Yeah. You know, um, look, here's 50,000 videos of me failing at something, you know. And, and try to relate with them on that level and, and let people know that, you know, it took me so many times of failing at an exercise before I got good at one so yeah. that they can go, okay, you know what? That's all right. It's cool yeah. to fail. It's cool to fall. It's how we learn. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a huge thing about kind of reteaching people about failure being not like failure is not really bad. Right. Because it's so important. If you don't, if you've never failed, then you never learn anything Absolutely. and you've never pushed yourself far enough to yeah. like if you don't fail that's there's a problem yeah so exactly. i think it's so important to kind of help and that's cool that you show yourself even like you look i failed like everyone failed and it's cool everyone yeah everyone so like with i feel motivation especially for your clients in the long run mm-hmm. i feel like that's got to be one of the ultimate goals is where they can get to the point where they basically they they're self-motivated right yeah they're, that's they're the goal able to do their <laughs> own thing that's the goal so i've i've told many of my clients um I am training you out of a job for me. <laughs> like, right, I'm training you out of my job. So um, if I can get a client to a place where they can leave and, you know, take that leap and go off on their own and stay committed to working out however many days a week and eating clean, then I've done my job. Yeah. Um, if they stay with me <laughs> for years and years and years, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, you know, some people just like that. 
yeah, having for sure. a partner there with them. But, um, you know, I get, yeah, most people that come to me um, are intimidated to go into a gym. They don't know what they're doing. So my goal is to teach them how to feel comfortable going into a gym, how to feel comfortable just coming up with a workout, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Sometimes my clients will come in and I'll have something written on the board. Other days I'll be like, how are you feeling? What's going on? And we'll take it from there. So it's just, you know, yeah. a lot of that depends on how I'm feeling that day. Right. Um, but I am a more wing it kind of trainer because I believe that every single day your body feels something different. Yeah. And, and I don't want to just assume that, you know, Ryan wants to do legs today and Ryan's legs are feeling pumped up for legs today. Um, when that might not be the case when you walk through the door, right? you know, yeah, so for sure. we definitely, we kind of, you know, luckily I have enough experience at this point. I can do that. Right. You know, as a new trainer, I don't know if I would suggest that, <laughs> yeah. you know, but so do you, do you ever do kind of recovery days with your clients or do oh, you absolutely. do a lot of recovery stuff? Yeah. Um, so if somebody, you know, I, I, communicate with them a lot I'll text them either the night before the morning of the day that I'm going to see them hey Ryan how are you feeling today Um, maybe you respond like oh man you know I've got a lot of tension up around my neck and my shoulders um, and I have this little tool so they come in and I'm like all right let's take care of that tension it's called a Gratson Grayson I never know how to pronounce it so forgive me on that but it looks like a looks like a bent butter knife or a metal banana. That's the huh. best way I can describe it, but it's very heavy. Yeah. And uh, I'll take it and massage out whatever's feeling Oof. tight. Um, have them sit on one of those uh, trigger point balls yeah. if they've got some knots in their glutes or wherever the case mm-hmm. is, wherever uh, the pain is. And, and we'll tackle that before we get to the workout. And then yeah. the workout is decided upon how that goes. Right, how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like that's something I think – a lot of people don't understand is the proper recovery days. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, they might go to the gym three times a week. You know, yeah. that's, that's a pretty normal thing. Yeah. And then the other days they, they're like, well, today's my off day. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. So but, do and that's, literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they just sit and they lay on the couch and mm-hmm. they do that. And I understand that maybe once a week here and there. But right. I feel like on recovery days, it's you still need to move. Absolutely. Right? That's, that's the time like, okay, if I'm not going to work out on Wednesday, then Wednesday is my day that I take that hour that I would na- naturally be working out and I stretch, mm-hmm. I foam roll. I And I'm talking about, you know, little things. So like, you know, I do a lot of planking type stuff. I do a lot of jumping. So... Uh, recovery down to the point of massaging feet and hands mm-hmm. and getting into those little bones that are taking on all this pressure and all this beating all the time. Um, it's super important. And I learned it the hard way. Yeah. Like I definitely learned it the hard way because I was go, 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 never recover uh, or allow the time for that. I just try to fit in like, you know, 10 minutes of recovery at the end of each workout. Right. Not enough. It's not yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how I was too. Yeah, so you take a day, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and I wouldn't even say that yoga is necessarily recovery because I've gone to yoga thinking Sometimes it was going to be my active rest day. <laughs> Ooh, shoot! I'm like smoked the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, just a day to stretch, soak in Epsom salt, mm-hmm. um, self love, self care in general. You know, taking the day where you wouldn't maybe be working out and meditating like that's mm-hmm. part of recovery oh yeah you know for sure do you do um are you into like 
ice baths or saunas or you know, any of that kind of weird stuff? I think it's all awesome. I think it's all weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially so I feel like the ice bath. That's huge right now. Yeah. Um, I've tried the um, cryotherapy. Yeah. Uh, I don't – it's not something I do regularly mm. because it's costly. Like oh, most super of the expensive. reasons that I avoid certain things are just because – Yeah, super expensive. Yeah, <laughs> How cryos... much more of my money can you take? <laughs> yeah. um, so um, – but I do believe in it. Mm-hmm. I do think it's super helpful. Um, so I've done my own ice baths mm-hmm. at home. They suck, yeah, but they're they're, they're helpful. I mean, How long do you normally do? Uh, I think the longest I've done was maybe ten minutes. Yeah, I don't think you need very long. I know in cryo, uh, you're only in the three minutes I think? tank thing for like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I loved that as far as in comparison. Yeah, I didn't love either. I've heard of them, cryo's less painful than ice bath. Much less painful. It's I think when you get in ice, it feels like pins and oh, needles. Oh man, it's brutal. And then when you get into the cryo, it just it's just cold air. Mm-hmm. It just feels very cold. Um, but yeah, it's tough. It is, yeah. Um, I'm more of a heat person. Yeah. I like the hot baths, the Epsom salt, um, saunas. I think are great. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff about saunas. Yeah. I like saunas a lot. Yeah, Remember, I like cranking Sweat it, it out. out. Oh yeah, all the toxins. Yes. gone. yeah, I know it's great. <laughs> and so, have you ever done the ice bath? Like, how how deep did you go? Do you all the way to the neck? Uh, no. Yeah, because that's the worst. Because my te- my bathtub won't allow for that. Um, so I just did. Like waste. Yeah, just kind of waste. And it was at a point. I think I was going through like a lot of leg injuries, oh, yeah. or just not my legs weren't happy with me. Um, I've never done one up to the neck. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that's I could. Tough. I mean, I could. I don't want to say that. Do I don't want to be negative, Nancy. <laughs> I could. I just don't want to. Yeah, it's brutal. Because yeah. once you get your lungs and your heart in there, <sighs> it's everything. You can't breathe. No. Especially like first few times. It's, yeah. Whew, can't breathe and you start freaking out a little bit. It's so brutal. you've done it a lot. Oh yeah, in in college. Yeah. Just because I was an for athlete soccer, for soccer, right? yeah. Okay. So we would do, especially, I mean, all season long. Yeah. You would go do ice almost every day, and they had the special. They had tubs, so you could fit. You could fit four guys in yeah. there, and everyone's just all the way in, and oh, <laughs> it's brutal. brutal. But you feel great afterwards. Yes, after the bath. Yeah, after the. It's fact. like working out, you guys. It it's like you feel great after you work out. It is, and actually, the more you do it, same thing. Just because you get used to mm-hmm. it acclimated yeah and and so it's just kind of normal so after the first few terrible but then you you get in the kind of the groove of it and then it's just normal yeah it's just kind of something you do so here's a little tidbit speaking on icing um so when i was in track um they would quads were always always wrecked my quads were always either pulled or whatever they were just they were overworked to the nth degree and so they would take big bags of ice and uh saran wrap and you would just saran wrap the ice around and i'd walk out of practice with two big bags of Mm -hmm. ice on my quads um so that's something i share with my clients because uh there's always this thing that they complain about which is not having enough time to do all this stuff so i'm like no you just saran wrap that ice to your legs and you go do your dishes and cook your dinner and whatever else you need to do. There's time. You can make it work. Always make it work. Always can make it yeah, work. Yeah. So is that a pretty common, not complaint, but issue with people when they talk about why they can't work out? Is time constraint Probably big? the biggest. That's what I would think. Yeah. Because the world's crazy now. Everyone's got a million things to do. Everyone's so attached do you, to their phone. Yes. Big time. <laughs> to the phone, to the TV. Yeah. I mean, they always got so many things going on. So what... How how do you kind of help people break that cycle and make time? Because you can make time. Uh, you, I just I'm pretty blunt about it. You, it's a priority or it is not. Yeah. You know, it's like 
here's my to-do list. It's either on that to-do list, it's one of your top priorities, or it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you wouldn't go, most of us wouldn't go throughout the day without eating. It's right. a priority in our lives in order to live and feel good. Um, I view working out the same personally. Yeah. Um, and I try to share that view with other people. So um, it is... It is beneficial to you, and it may not be the most fun thing to do, but neither is going to the hospital to get some major surgery and spending all that money. And so you just kind of have to, like, you have to be real with it. And a lot of people don't want to get that real with it. They Mm want to just go on making poor decisions, thinking they feel good. And one one of the things is I think a lot of people, they think they feel good because they don't really know what it's like to feel good. You mm-hmm. know, someone that may live off fast food and has been for five years, that they're just living and feeling normal, what is normal to them. And so um, I think a lot of people walk around not having a clue what it feels like to feel amazing. Oh, for sure. You know? For and sure. It, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, everyone you know? should feel great. Everyone should, but it's work. You it know? is work. It's like anything else. Yeah, do you think... Do you think, for me at least, getting up in the morning, I like to work out first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like even when I have work, I like going before work, like 6 a.m., yeah. and I like that's how I like to start my day. Do you think that's a good way for people? I guess it depends on the person. But I just feel like when people work all day, they get home after, like, after you get Too home Too many variables work, yeah. that could go wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. like, man, I had a bad day at work. Mm-hmm. I just want to go home and eat and sleep and watch yep. TV. So like, if you me. do it first thing in the morning, yeah. it's like no excuses. I woke up. I'm good to go. So I've learned enough about myself now to know that, like, even if I have – don't get me wrong. Yesterday was one of those days for me where I, like, I just didn't work out. And Mm -hmm. it was weird because it was a Tuesday and I always work out on a Tuesday. But uh, my body was just feeling tired. It was feeling off. I needed to rest. So I I took the day to rest. Um, But, yeah, I think that if you don't knock it out first thing in the morning – there's way too much that could go on mm-hmm. that we can use as excuses. Yeah. Because they're still just excuses, right? Oh, I mean, for sure. I, I mean, if your child has to go to the hospital for some emergency, right? There's Those are real valid reasons not to work out. But, um, you know, you just had a rough day. It wasn't your day at the office, and so you're in a bad mood, and so you're not going to go work out, which really what you should do is go work out I still. I would say that'll help you probably clear your mind. Yes, but – I mean, I think getting there is the hardest part for most people. Mm-hmm. It's it's waking up extra early when you know that you could sleep till seven instead of six mm-hmm. because you don't have to be at work till whenever. But um, yeah, that's the hardest part. That's what I noticed from people is, you know, they don't want to get out of bed. Um, and that's where you just have to really dig in deep and figure out why do you want to do this at all? Mm-hmm. You have to have a really awesome reason. Other yeah, I feel than, like intrinsic motivation is mm-hmm. pretty crucial for it's people. It's very cru- crucial, and um, and it can be really hard to figure out, mm-hmm. I think. you know, um, Mine you know, started off pretty vain, but I went through some really bad stuff um, in my, like I said, my 1920s. And um, those things that I went through really... I didn't like the person that I was. I didn't like how I felt. Um, I didn't like how I thought. Everything was negative. And so for me, this is the one thing that keeps me in in a frame of mind that I want to be in. Yeah. And on top of that, I like to look good. Yeah, that's, it's always that's a That's a bonus. Yeah. It's like the icing on the cake. Um, 
but you know, it, it's funny because it went from being the only reason I worked out to being so much more than than just about looks. Yeah, you know, um, and you learn so much about yourself and what you're capable of and what you're willing to put up with with yourself and with other people and. If you can push yourself physically in this way, then there's so many other things you can do. Oh, for sure. Like if you're strong in that way mentally, then think of all of the other things that you could do that are not as painful. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that's a big thing is a lot of it's mental strength. Yeah. Even though you're doing all these physical things. But a big – the major roadblock is just your brain. Well, that's it's what starts like and stops you. It's not like your body can do Yeah. literally what starts and stops you. Yeah, exactly. Um, when I tell people, you know, I have a client who I just shared – you know, we've been working out for over a year and I'm like, it's time for you to add in another day that's not with me. You know, you know, you're working out twice a week with me. It's time to work out another day on your own. And uh, I said, you know, I know that the hardest part is just doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you just do the first rep, whether it's a push up or a squat, just do the one. And once you get past the one, you're golden. Oh, yeah. And you're good to go. But it's that starting that's just so hard. Mm-hmm. Um she did it. She said it was absolutely the hardest thing to start, but she did it and she was done and she felt amazing. And so now we're now on this new path where she's working out another day a week. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. But but it, but she's been working out with me for a little over a year. And I like to share that with people because it's like that's how long it can take. I mean, it is a process. Oh, yeah. It is not a 12-week program. Mm-mm. It's not, you know, eight days to – six packs right, you know right. it's it's those are great selling points but it's not reality yeah yeah but it's it's, it's life it's a lifetime mm-hmm. thing you have to like, you have to do it forever yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. or you die or yeah. then you're gonna die anyways it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really matter but um but it does because um you do it forever and you feel good yeah. you know most of the time like not, life's not perfect we don't all feel good every day i didn't feel good yesterday um, but that's just life, yeah. you know, that had, had nothing to do with working out or not working out. It was just a day. And yeah, um, yeah, I just want to see more people get in there with their kids. Yeah. You know, um, and that was something I wanted to, you know, was hoping we would talk about. Oh, too. for sure. Yeah. Because we talked about the excuse of time. And uh, that's one thing I run into. It's like, oh, well. You know, I have kids. Just, ah, well, I do too. I'm a single mom, nine-year-old boy. He's got a lot of energy. Oh, so you yeah. know what we do? We put that energy to work. <laughs> See, yeah, that's a great way out. to use the energy. Yes, yes. Um, so it's funny. I might sound like, you know, a, a general at my house or something, but it's like, hey, you're super hyper. Please go over there and do 10, 10 burpees, <laughs> please. Um, let that stuff, let that energy out. Um so a lot of people don't want to include their kids, and I get it because there's the whole I need my me time mm-hmm. as a mother. I totally get that. But if I can't get that me time to work out, then I'm going to include him because I have to work out. Yeah. You know, I'm going to include him. And and I've seen with my son, because he's just exposed to it regardless, he's been going to work with me since he was an infant. He's been around boot camps. He's been around people training and working out his entire life. So – Um, it might be a little easier for me to say, um, but I, I just think it's so important to include your kids and to teach them. Otherwise we are with the way that technology is going and the way that kids are attached to their laptops, their iPads, iPhones, um, which my son does not have any of. That's good. That's very (laughs) good. Um, it's scary where it's going. It is. Yeah. It's terrifying. If we don't force, 
I use that word lightly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't ever want to force my child to do Encourage anything he doesn't want strongly. to do. Encourage and motivate <laughs> our kids and teach them why. You know, yeah. I think a big thing is that we don't explain, you know, it's a do this and don't ask, which I've said and I still say to this day. But when it comes to my son's health and fitness, I do take the time to explain why. Like, this is important because mm. I love you. I want you to live a long time. I would like to see you get married or not or whatever you want to do in life. I'd like to see it. You right, know? right. So um, I think if people explained more to their kids and did these things with them, I think a couple things. Their kids would be healthier. We'd see a lot less childhood obesity. I think we would see a lot more um, – beautiful relationships between parent and child you know uh, there is something so cool about bonding with your child in that way that's not um and a lot of people do it with sports but there there's a lot of stress that comes with that right mm -hmm. like being somewhere on time making sure the coach is happy making sure all the other team players are happy when you're just you and your child exercising together without all the pressure of that it's a really cool and fun experience yeah for sure yeah and yeah kind of like you were saying i feel like so many parents that don't do this with their kids from a young age you're already kind of building some bad habits with your mm -hmm. kid you know if you if you start working out with your kid and that doesn't mean like you're not taking an eight-year-old kid and going hitting bench press or whatever right right but just doesn't doing, have to be crazy yeah just like going <laughs> and doing active stuff mm -hmm. going you know jumping jacks push-ups yeah run around sprint around what playing just throw playing a ball. yeah throw a ball around play some basketball in the whatever yeah it's just you're building that like a positive relationship, not just between you and your kid, like you said, I think right. great relationship between parents and kids doing that, but also mm -hmm. a positive relationship between exercise and your kid, Right. you know? Well, and you're giving them an opportunity to uh, be creative as well, right? So it doesn't have to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do today, which I've done that. I've, gonna, I've had a list of exercises. We're going to do this today. Um, but you can also go about it like, we're going to go to the park, we're going to take this equipment, and I want you to help me create an obstacle course of a workout that we're going to do. Yeah. You know, like I want you to be involved in in deciding what we're going to do. And then they feel like this sense of being needed and, you know, they're a part of it. And I think when you go about it like that, your kids are way more into it. They're going to have a lot more fun versus feeling like, oh, my mom's making me exercise. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. Kids have so much energy. They yes. need to let it out. I know, especially <laughs> nowadays. It's like because there's – dwindling op not op it's not dwindling options there's still as many options but there's i guess more distractions from way more god it's crazy because i'll coach kids yep and it is a nightmare i mean i love <laughs> i love the kids that i coach but right. you can always tell they're coming to practice and they're already they're on their phones and they're like checking their phones when we're getting water i'm like guys and girls, if you can't no phone make zone. it, yeah, if you can't make it an hour, <laughs> yeah. an hour and a half without looking at your phone, which most people can't. Most now. people, most adults, yeah, can't. yeah, adults, kids, everyone, and it's <laughs> terrible. It's like this is that's the be that's my favorite thing. Yeah, is when I know I have so much going on, or I'm working out, or whatever I'm doing, hanging out with people, whatever it is, and I don't have to look at my phone. You're not even it's worried. Like, about yeah, it's it. great. It's like this is great. It's a huge like, oh, yeah, like this big weight off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, and I think that that's another reason working, getting back to working out at what time of day is like if you can knock it out in the beginning before your brain is exhausted from looking at your phone and how many calls, emails, texts, 
websites you look at, shopping you do. I mean, everything is on a screen. And I think that there is this mental overload that we are all experiencing because I I don't feel old enough to be as tired as I feel sometimes you know I feel like wow I I know I work out hard I know I do a lot in a day but I feel really mentally drained a lot of times and I I truly have I've come to believe that it has a lot to do with how much we're looking at that screen oh for sure yeah, because, I mean, I've done some brutal workouts that were – I mean, I've had practices that were three hours long yeah. in 100-degree weather, and you're dying. Yeah. And then afterwards, I feel dead. But <laughs> it's not it's it's not the same as eight hours of, you know, sitting at a computer mm-hmm. or staring at phones where it's like something about that screen. It's like draining you your brain. Out. It's like, yeah, I think it's because you're kind of – physically, you're so unengaged, mm-hmm. and it's all just looking. I, I feel like mental. it just – I don't know. It just kind of wipes you out. You know, I, I, th- I think moving actually is energizing. Yeah. For sure. That's the other reason I think working out in the morning is great. I actually mm-hmm. feel so much better throughout the day Yeah. if I work out in the morning. Whereas if I don't, I kind of feel a little bit sluggish. Yep. I feel like working out is like, it's like a coffee in the morning. It, it absolutely is. You know? I couldn't agree more. It's my favorite time. Yeah. Not, not to say that it's I pop right out of bed every time because oh, yeah. I don't. Sometimes it's tough. I still <laughs> like my sleep. Um, um, there was this great thing. Uh, I think the viewers would really – this would maybe um, sp- spark something within people. But somebody had posted something and it said, if you are waking up at five – if you're getting only five hours of sleep and waking up at five to fit your workout in before you go to work – and you're doing it on such little sleep, it's like stepping over a $100 bill to pick up a dime. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we do, like, yes, it's awesome if you can get up early, but that means you need to go to bed early. Yes, like, you for still sure. need that eight. I, I think we need like 10 hours of sleep, <laughs> but um, yeah, you still need oh, yeah. solid a solid amount of sleep. Um, and you, you don't, you know, your workouts shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing them with no sleep yeah, because, sure. you know, I and I can be that way. I can get crazy and be like, workout's the most important thing. So I'm going to, you know, work myself to death. But um, again, I'm one of those who likes to teach through my failures. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get no sleep. Get lots of sleep. Yeah. And you have awesome workouts. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And yeah. maybe hopefully if you start working out, if because there's a lot of people that say, I can't, I can't wake up or I can't go to sleep early. I can't go to sleep early, so I can't wake up early. And it's like, well, do a little bit. There's a lot of things you can do, right? Turn off all the screens yeah. by like 8 o'clock. Just stop. Read a book. Mm-hmm. If you go lay down in bed at 9 or 10 and start reading a book, you'll pass out. Eventually, yeah. yeah it'll you happen. Are, Maybe and, not at first, but. And it's a habit, right? Yeah. It's something you have to create that. I mean, you don't just decide one day that instead of going to bed at midnight, you're going to go to bed at eight. And, and it just happens like that. You yeah. have to, you have to know that it's going to be a process. It's going to be a change and a shift and you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And at some point, eight o'clock will be the new norm. Midnight, you'll be like, what? That's like, that's like party hours. I don't, I don't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people, I hear it all the time. Like it's, I can't No. First can. of all, you got to scratch that. Don't say that at all anymore about anything. And um, choose your verbiage wisely and then allow your 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 physical choices to mimic what you're thinking. Yeah. So I want to go to bed at 8, so therefore I start shutting things down earlier and working towards making that a new habit. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done, like all. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and it's funny because like, like a lot of parents – 
they're always they're very not all parents but most parents you know they have a bedtime for their kid yeah bedtime it's like okay time to go to bed and they're like why it's like well you need your sleep you need this that and the other but then the parent goes and stays up for another six yeah. hours yeah. like you should take a little bit of your own advice yeah maybe you need some sleep too yeah well, they do <laughs> everyone does <laughs> i know i think sleep is Super Sleep important. is so important. One night, my my son was not wanting to go to bed. He's a he's a night owl. He's mm-hmm. he's like his dad in that way. He's not a morning person. He wants to be up all night, and I am complete opposite. I want to go to bed at like eight, but I never get to. <laughs> so one night, uh, I was like, Van, you you've got to go to bed. Like it is time. We have to be up so early. It's already pushing ten o'clock. Um, he's a third grader, mind you. So 10 o'clock is late okay. for most parents would be like, oh, my kids go to bed at eight. Never been a thing in my house. Yeah. Um, but I got so, I was so exhausted. I said, you know what? I'm done. You can tuck me in. <laughs> and he did. He tucked me in, gave put my covers over me. And I was like, night. Cause I'm out. You can go put yourself to bed. I'm just done. Yeah. That's so, hilarious. It's it's a fun good little story. Yeah. That's pretty funny. What do you, did he, did he go to bed? He did. Yeah, he I did. Like he went and got point, in his bed. Like, but wow. I was like, I'm not walking to. I was that tired. I'm not walking to your room, tucking you in bed because he tries to keep me in there mm-hmm. till he falls asleep. And I was like, nope, it's not, not happening tonight. Not this time. That's funny. Yeah. The podcast you are listening to was brought to you by wellnessplus.tv, a subscription service empowering you with everything you need to take control of your health and happiness. Sign up for your free trial today to watch the video version of this episode and all our podcast episodes. Plus, you'll gain access to our extensive library, including hundreds of follow-along yoga and fitness courses, massage therapy tutorials, weight loss information, guided meditations, educational health videos, and so much more. Feel better, look better, and live better today by visiting wellnessplus.tv. Tenzo. <laughs> so um, kind of transitioning. So obviously we've talked a lot about how you work out with your clients and going through the whole physical aspect and then also all this other stuff we talked about too. But what role does nutrition play kind of into the whole thing? Massive role. Yeah. Huge. I would say it's more important than working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still learning about that even more every day. Um it's it's a huge huge thing that is really difficult to change. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I grew up on like the boxed hamburger helper stuff, and you know, little fat free yogurts, and uh, yeah, no, no real food ever when mm-hmm. I was growing up, really. <laughs> so um, I had to learn a whole lot of new stuff, and I didn't learn by going anywhere. I just learned by um, well, first I kind of noticed when I was at that gym as a desk girl, I, I would watch the trainers and I'd watch what they eat. And most of them were bodybuilders prepping for shows and stuff. So, um, that's kind of where I learned that protein was an important thing, but just over the years, I, you know, ultimately I just wanted to look better at first. Um, and the more I learned about food and how it changed your body's physical appearance, I started to learn how it helped in other ways. So um, I dealt with some depression. So I would just – I got to into a habit where I would just research. If I felt like I had something wrong with me, um, I wanted to know what is the most natural way to fix and to cure this. And everything is through food. Mm-hmm. So – your gym results are 80% food, 20% workout. And so um, 
that is something that I talk with my clients a lot about every time I see them. How's what are you what are you eating like this week? What's it look like? How are you doing? Yeah. Um, and if they tell me, oh, I'm, you know, some people have arthritis, you know, okay, well, I'll send them some links. Here's some things that you can read up on. You need to know that these foods will help or these foods will hinder what you're feeling. Yeah. So, um, so I think it is a huge thing. Um, and I think so, so much that I don't even write nutrition plans for people, which might sound really weird since I believe in nutrition being um, such a big part of it. Sorry. Um, but we're bio individuals. Mm-hmm. Like your body is completely different than anybody else's body. And so is mine. And so what might be an awesome um, nutrient dense food for me that same very nutrient-dense food could be poison for you. Like, it could be great for me, but, like, your body doesn't respond to it for one reason or another. So that's why I don't do any kind of cookie-cutter stuff. I say, this is what you do. You're going to experiment with whole, real foods. We're going to ditch processed foods, and we're going to start figuring out what you like to eat, what you don't like to eat, what your body says yes to, what it says no to. And then that's how we figure out what each person should be eating, and that can change over time, as you age, yeah. your body's needs change. Oh, so, for sure. you know, um, and so that's why, like, you know, I think these programs that people get involved in, they're they're going to see some change. Absolutely, if you do a twelve week program that's got you on this very strict diet, you're going to see some change, and mm-hmm. you might like the change that you see. But how long can you uphold that yeah. diet? You know? Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Is a lot of the super intense diets are great. And if you can do it, that's awesome. But a lot of people really struggle to actually stick to such a strict Mm -hmm. diet for the long term, right? which is what's important. Yeah, absolutely. And those diets are, if you look at them, most of them are like, it's what bodybuilders do, you know? And that's why the average person can go on on to one of these diets and get some real quick results. Mm -hmm. But then they really quickly get right back to where they started because – they're not a bo- they're not trying to be a bodybuilder. They just want to lose some weight, you mm-hmm. know. Most of the time that's what it is. Most people aren't trying to be an athlete at 40, you know. Right. So right. they're like I just want to be healthy and feel good and lose some weight and fit into this pair of pants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're looking at it like that, there's really no reason to go on these really extreme diets. What people need to focus on is eating real food. Yeah. It, yeah, I feel like that's the biggest real thing. food. Yeah. yeah. And if you eat real food, then I, I I just have to say a thousand calories of cheeseburgers and a thousand calories of broccoli is not the same thing. People will be like, thousand calories, a thousand calories. I'm sorry. Different. You have nutrient dense and I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, crap, like it's just crap. So yeah, so I think it's huge. I think it's um really affecting our country in a really bad way. Yeah. All of the restaurant chains and you know not to say that I don't eat at them I mean I do I'm a a person and it's here it's convenient it's hard not to um, but I think if most people could focus on eating mostly at home cooking at home even if you order something you know quote-unquote healthy at a restaurant it's still going to be packed with calories compared to what you would make at home yeah same exact and you don't know what's in it you have no idea you really don't know you have no idea and half the restaurants they're like microwaving exactly 
I mean, there's no love in yeah. that, that meal, right? Like when I put a meal on the table for my son, it it's full of love. Like I yeah. know what the goal is here is to keep him happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. And every uh, bit of my love goes into his meals where some – greasy dude and some <laughs> restaurant <laughs> which might be a nice restaurant let's 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 right look at it great cute little waitress coming out and lays out this decadent whatever there is some nasty person back there who does not give a crap who's sitting at that table making your food for you no love is going into it right um and i think that that stuff matters I mean, oh, I other agree. people might be like that is the most silly thing i've ever heard but i think that that those things really matter for sure you know? I think especially, yeah, like cooking and knowing where your food is coming from and actually Mm -hmm. putting the work into doing all the cooking, Yeah. even though it's work. But it's kind of satisfying and it's cool. It's cool. It's almost like a new little, not a relationship, but it is a little relationship with your food because, I mean, food is amazing. Food is the best thing in the world. Yeah, it's so (laughs) awesome. And so I feel like it is super important to see where it's coming from you put mm-hmm. the work into your food not to say yeah like you said it's fun to go out and eat and have yeah that's, that's an experience cool. yeah. right you pay for that you yeah. pay for that experience but yeah cooking and eating at home also cooking at home is way cheaper so much cheaper way cheaper uh, people really like to throw out how expensive it is to eat healthy well if you're going to you know and i love juice land but if you're going to juice land every day then yes eating Super out expensive. or eating healthy is extremely expensive mm. But um, cooking at home, if you stay on the outside perimeters of a grocery store, mm-hmm. it's not that expensive. Yeah, that's what they always say. It's not that expensive. There yeah. might be a couple things on the inner aisles you need, like my coffee. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's fruits and vegetables. And even if you don't buy organic, you're still doing better than eating at Whataburger. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, you're still sure. doing better than eating yeah. out. So, because um, I get that all the time. Well, I can't afford organic. I'm like, okay, well, they have apples that are not organic. Yeah. And that's still better than that box of whatever that is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I've always got to come back uh, yeah. for those <laughs> arguments. Do you, uh, are you into meal prepping? Are you a big meal prepper or do you just cook every day? Well, I, I personally cook every day for mm-hmm. the most part, um, but that's because my schedule is flexible that way. If I um, had to be in an office for eight hours of the day, I would absolutely meal prep. Yeah, because... I feel like it's a good option for oh, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, um, and I did one figure show in my – life that um i i'll say i it's not my thing mm-hmm. uh the that whole bodybuilding world is not not my thing um because it's just it's just not my thing mm-hmm. um but it taught me how to meal prep that's where i learned about mm-hmm. meal prepping and that's where i learned to be prepared so mm-hmm. while i may not just be eating chicken and asparagus like i was back then i now know like okay this is how we get food ready we have it ready for the whole day and if you don't um if i don't i know exactly where i can get healthy meals like yeah. uh, anywhere in this town wherever i am i know i got it all mapped out where can i get something clean right yeah so we're kind of lucky living in austin i feel like austin so lucky. is Quite a few good eating options, for sure. Yeah. Which is nice. Pricey, but... Yeah, I know. (laughs) So I always get mad at myself. I'm like, dang it. Okay, I wasn't prepared today, but okay. Spend a little extra money, but at least we're going to make a good choice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think... um, So yeah, for me, I'm lucky. I get to go home a lot between work, and so I go home, I eat... um, 
or I eat in my car, carry my little cooler. But mm. yeah, I do. So I do a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, it's been a little crazy the last month. So but there's been more meal prepping. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people, they don't want to, they don't want to bring their food. or it's not, I don't know if they don't want to bring their food to work, but they don't bring food to work. And then they just go out to eat for lunch every day. Every day. Yeah. You know? uh, they claim it's that they don't have time. Right. I, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That seems to be kind of the. Uh... So then are you eating out dinner also? Because here's my thing. If you're going to make chicken for dinner tonight, make a bunch of that chicken. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I get, you just have to get to a place in your mind where like, we eat to sustain our lives. It's not, every meal should not. It doesn't have to be like this amazing, like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever had, you know, explosion in my mouth. It's like a party (laughs) in my mouth every time I take a bite. Like it doesn't – we're eating to sustain life. So if you only have time to make some plain chicken and toss it over some some greens, um, then cool. Like you're doing – you're doing good. You may not be your most flavorful meal of the day, but – it's healthy. You're fed. You've saved money. Mm-hmm. You're you're giving yourself nutrient dense foods. So, I don't know. I I've got an argument for all these excuses. People, I just can't eat the same thing. Okay, then I don't know. Then, then don't complain when your doctor says you've had too much Whataburger. I don't. <laughs> yeah, you can't eat the same thing, but you can. Yeah, eat right. But I can eat Whataburger every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? Um, and that's another thing. It's like training your palate, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize it's. You may not like something, but it's only because you haven't been eating it. You've yeah. trained your palate to like this Whataburger burger, and so you can eat that every day. Um, you look at little kids. I mean, they there's a lot of things that we eat as adults that we did not eat as kids, and that's because our palates were not developed. Our taste buds couldn't handle them. We change. We grow. So as adults, I think most adults just need to bite the bullet mm-hmm. and eat something over and over and over again. I mean, unless it's like – unless you're like, ugh. You're going to throw up because <laughs> yeah. it's gross, then that's one thing. But if it's just – it doesn't have enough flavor, it's boring, I think you just need to get over it yeah. because health comes first. Yeah, I agree. And you can always make stuff taste There's different. so many ways to season different stuff. spices and seasonings. Natural, yeah. wonderful seasonings yeah. that – I mean, I made something the other day that I was – I kind of just made it up, but I made like a, a pork loin in the crock pot and – like half followed a recipe, half didn't. But everything in that crock pot was real. It was natural. It was good for me. And it was amazing. Everybody loved it. Everybody yeah. that ate it loved it. Yeah, and that's kind of nice too. It's kind of like a good satisfaction that you get from cooking and then other people enjoy it too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that feels good. Yeah, and it's another way um, to incorporate your kids. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I- I've learned as of lately, you know, my son is nine He's at an age now where I don't have to do it all myself. Mm-hmm. I can be like, hey, yo, get over here and help me cook dinner, please. And um, and he does. And he enjoys it um, because now he's doing something with mom. Whereas, you know, before it's like, I have to cook dinner. Like, I can't do that with you. So instead of saying that, it's like, you know what? I may not be able to do that with you, but you can come over here and help me cook this awesome dinner that we're going to have. And then that's togetherness. That's doing healthy things together. That's teaching your your child something and giving them the attention that they need. And it's hard to make all of that happen, but it's totally possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and like you were saying, that's like another great opportunity to – teach your kid at a young age good habits Mm -hmm. right because if they're used to cooking and 
eating all these healthy things from a very young age, mm-hmm. then as they get older, once they're on their own, it's just going to be a habit. It's just going to be a it's, habit. Yes, yeah, totally normal. It's not yeah. going to be hard. It's just what yeah. they do. Because that's I, I think that's another issue is a lot of people grow up eating or having these kind of bad habits that mm-hmm. are somewhat passed on from their parents. And so that's why it's so hard when you get older, when you've been living 25, 30 years and you've just been eating out at fast food or you've never, yeah. you know, tasted a piece of broccoli in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you try it once. You're like, that's disgusting. <laughs> right, right. I say, well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I mean, it just doesn't taste like a, like a Swiss roll, mom. <laughs> yeah. It's broccoli stuff. No, um, and, and that being said, too, is that, you know, uh, I think a lot of people uh, – I think a lot of people, they just don't even try to feed their kids healthy. It's just like, well, they're a kid, so they're going to get kid food. So chicken nuggets and fruit pops and Lunchables and chemicals on chemicals on chemicals. Um, So I I think that's something that I would like to see change in our world is people just being – more sticklers with their kids like no like we i love you and what that is isn't doing no good for your body mm-hmm. um and there's just not enough of that because i think as adults most of us are too wrapped up in you know we're, we're doing a lot we're trying to be parents we're trying to be good ones we're trying to be good employees or employers um and so a lot of the times the kids needs or wh- what should be going on with them is just put on the back burner Okay, I'll just give them the ice cream so that they shut up so that I can mm-hmm. get this email off, um, which is a sad place for us to be, you know. Yeah. Um, so, But I do. I think a lot of people just, they don't even try. Yeah. They just, they assume, oh, my kid's not going to like carrots and broccoli. So they yeah. don't give them an option. Yeah, yeah. I think you, it's, this I think is it's what more dinner like, is. I don't really like carrots and broccoli. Yeah, I think so you're right. Like I think you're right. They're like, well, I don't eat it. Why would I feed that to my kids? Yeah, so. exactly. It's kind of just like a self-perpetuating yeah, cycle that goes on. It is. Um, and it happens because we have a lot of sugar in yeah. society, right? Uh, everything has – I mean, even like a healthy naked juice, those juices, they're called naked juices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those still have like 30 have grams like or something. 30 grams in one serving. Now, so a bottle is like two servings, yeah. 60 grams of, serve, of, yeah. of sugar, which let's break it down. Sugar, one gram of sugar is four teaspoons of sugar. So if you oh. think about it like that – Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. And then if you think about all the kids you've ever seen in a grocery store screaming and crying about wanting this box of Cocoa Puffs or yeah, whatever. Oh, the cereal's terrible. Um, it is because they have a sugar addiction. Oh, for sure. That is why they throw those fits. Um, it's not – I mean, kids throw fits. But I, I want to say it's not because they're kids. I think it's because they're addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of adults are also addicted to sugar. And it's scary. It helps us have cancer. Yeah. yeah, I said helps us have cancer. Yes, sugar causes cancer. Um, it allows those cells to be attacked, and I think I may not be saying that right, but I'm oh, not a doctor, definitely. but I know it contributes. <laughs> it does for sure. No, yeah, yeah. So, sugar is. I mean, sugar can be okay when it's you know in fruit, right? Sugars are high, or fruits are high in sugar, mm-hmm. but they also have tons of different fibers and vitamins and yeah vitamins, tons yeah. of things that are good for you and that help you digest mm-hmm. the natural sugars absolutely whereas refined sugars that are packed into everything are i mean yeah like you said cancer causing terrible for They're you poison yeah and you do you get super addicted and that's i think probably why a lot of companies also put it in oh yeah because it's super addicting like sodas i mean sodas are <sighs> terrible it's amazing to me i see people drinking 
bottles and bottles of soda every single day. Yeah. And it's oh, it's scary. Yeah, and and it's cool when you my mom never would buy me soda when I was a kid. So when I would go Come to on. a friend, yeah, my mom was a <laughs> super help note. And so when I would go to a friend's house and they'd have soda, I would try and it was good and I liked it as a kid, but I was never I never had a regular source of it. Yeah. And then when I got older, even when I had access, I just didn't really like it. Yeah. And then after, I didn't have soda for, you know, like five years. I don't even remember the last time I had a soda. But I didn't have it for so long that when you taste it, it's disgusting. It's like, ugh, it's like syrupy. Yeah, and it's so thick. sweet. Like, I could have a sip or two and then I'm I'm maxed out on yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And then, and it's crazy, like, other foods that are also extremely packed with sugars mm-hmm. that you don't really realize it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially people that go to, like, Pan Express. Yeah. When you go to Pan Express and you get the, the, uh, the orange chicken. <sighs> yeah, that's, it's like pure sugar on top of your orange sugar. It's incredible. It's, it's not good. And people don't think about that. No. And it's in tons of different things. Y- yogurts, like really, mm-hmm. really heavily flavored yogurts have tons of yeah. tons of sugar. In fact, um, a lot of things that you find fat-free have more sugar than full fat yeah. versions of whatever, call it milk or yogurt or whatever it may be. But yeah, um, so I always tell my clients, don't get fat-free. Like no. we want the fat. The yeah. fat we want, the sugar we do not. Like, yeah. and, and I think that's where people get really confused. Like um, being younger when I was a kid, you know, everything in my house, like I said, was fat-free everything. Like that was the fad that was going on. So there was people buying skim milk and, you know, no fat cottage cheese. Like this is what I remember from growing up. <laughs> um, and But now the tables have turned. They're like, no, the, the fat is yeah. the good stuff. The sugar is, is the devil. So, yeah. um, and I, I agree with it. I oh, totally yeah. agree yeah, with it after, you know, with research is definitely on point. But, yeah, it's um, kind of scary where, you know, the government controls all of what's going on as far as food and health. And so we have to take a big look at that mm-hmm. um, because just because their food pyramid says something is healthy, it don't necessarily think we should go based on that. Yeah, you've got to sure. do your own research and you've got to experiment with your own body with real food, like the best that you can find in your area. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know that there are local farms near a lot of places. You know, there's a lot of different avenues you could go to get the very best of the very best. Um, there's programs where you can, you know, you can buy a cow, you can buy and pick up pick out your own cow so that you know you know where your meat is coming from which now we're talking like whole nother thing here because it could get really pricey yeah um but uh just people don't they just don't know what's available yeah and they just don't know what's most people don't know what is healthy yeah you know um and it's interesting because you would think people would be really in tune with it Mm -hmm. with as much time as we spend online yeah you know but yeah. I, I don't know what other people are researching, but not that <laughs> they're looking at like what the Kardashians are doing, or they're looking at pop so culture weird. stuff. I know it's a strange fascination. It is, but yeah, yeah, especially the internet. There's so many resources to finding out what's healthy. Yeah, or general, you know, tons of different things. But and you can kind of mess with it on yourself and kind of see how you feel. Yeah, um, and so it's yeah, the internet. There's so much free information. Mm-hmm. Like more than you could ever possibly read in your entire life in 50 lifetimes so like (laughs) all you have to do is type into google it's so easy yeah it's it's so easy yeah to inform yourself i guess about these things and it's something i think people need to definitely kind of start doing and 
understanding. They do. For sure. And it's cool that that's kind of what you get to help people hopefully figure out along the way. I hope I'm helping. I hope I'm helping. I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the most gratifying part of my job is when I see that light bulb go off and I see someone decide to love themselves. It's probably the best way I can put it. Decide to research more and research more about foods and about exercise and about how to live a healthy life because you could have your dream job, but if you don't have your health, you got nothing. You could have your dream guy or girl, but if you don't have your health, you've got nothing. I mean, at the end of the day, if this is not in tip-top shape, you can't enjoy all of the other things that are in your life. Yeah, for you know? sure. You just can't. Yeah, I feel like that's another big thing about being healthy and feeling good and doing different exercise and workouts because then mm -hmm. you can go do other things, especially if you're a parent, right? Doing things with your children. Yeah. And you don't have to feel like, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel good. I'm, <laughs> I'm too old. I can't do that with you. Right. It's like you're not too old. If you go and exercise yeah. and everything, I've seen there's like 90-year-olds that run marathons. I know. So there's no such thing no as too old. No excuse. No excuse. No. If you're too old because you, you – you got yourself to that position yeah, by the choices sure. that you made. Yeah, I think it's kind of a lot of people say like if you don't you like use it or lose it kind use of thing. Use it or lose it. And I think it's a that's very true super, statement. Super accurate. Yeah. yeah. When you stop moving and stop being active, then uh, you lose the ability to do it. Wherever you are in life at this very moment is what you've created for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that is, there's nothing more true. Every decision, big and small has led you to the moment where you are right now, the health that you're in, the state of mind that you're in. Um, and so, I, and I think I had this conversation earlier today. I mean, everything boils down to making mindful decisions, um, especially eating. That's like a big thing I say when it comes down to eating. It's just like, oh, well, I was busy. Da, da, da. Like you have to take a couple seconds to stop and think like, mm -hmm. okay, is this the very best decision I can make? Is this really the very best decision I can make? Because if you can stop and ask yourself that question, and if you can ask yourself, does this support my goal or does this keep me farther or you push me farther from it, then you have a greater chance of making a better decision for that meal or yeah. whether you're going to work out that day or not, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And this can be applied to so many different things. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like just the mindfulness and actually taking a step back, which I f it's getting harder with the speed of the world, with technology Absolutely. and everything, it's like you get so wrapped up mm -hmm. in all these different things that you do. You need to take a step back and just kind of think about it for a second mm -hmm. and make better decisions yeah. that are going to actually lead to a better you know, outcome. Absolutely. Even if that's, you know, even if you're sitting in a Whataburger line, like, okay, <laughs> is the Whopper the best way that I could go? Or should I go with that salad? Probably not any better, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> as far as taste goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it really does. It boils down to being conscious and aware of every decision you make. And that goes, like I said, with working out, with eating right, with the people that we decide to, you know, have relationships with, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it, our jobs that we choose, all of it, all of it plays a role in your health. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Super <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, Danny, 
thank you so much for coming on today. It was super awesome Thanks to get to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fun. Do you have any uh, social media or anything that where people can find you so they can follow you? Yeah, totally. Um, so you can find me on Facebook as Danny Nicole Fitness. Um, same thing on Instagram at Danny Nicole Fitness, and that's D A N I. Boom. Um, and yeah. Awesome. I'll all share right, all well, yeah. my thoughts. I about to say yeah, guys, go follow Danny. <laughs> get fit. Start learning a little bit about nutrition Sweet. and all that. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Danny. Thanks for having me. The Wellness Plus Podcast. Copyright 2018. Target Public Media, LLC. All rights reserved.